My name is Ibrahim Kibi, uh, normally called IB Kibi. Uh, I founded Meet Professionals, uh, a company that uh, focuses on uh, capturing the stories of successful uh, African minds who have demonstrated high level of uh, integrity, high moral standards in whatever profession that they find themselves in. So my, my show focuses on hearing their stories and make it available to the public so at least the younger generation can, can actually learn from people who have made it in life with the right uh, moral mindsets, with the right um, uh, uh, mentality, and um, with the right framework to give back to society. So basically that's what uh, my show focuses on and also I'm a lecturer at the University of Seattle and I, I lecture in the Department of Business Administration and Management. So in other words, I lecture human resources management, change management and other management related modules. This, 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 this is, this is diversified, diversified game, game, game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today's episode of Diversified Game, I'm going back, back to Freetown, Freetown. Oh, he, my guest is in Salon, and I don't want to confuse you guys. So if you ever see this gentleman on the road and you call IB Quebec out there and he looks at you, it might be his brother. And if I shave my head and put on my other glasses, my spectacles, maybe with triplets, if I can find the proper suit, because both him and his brother are stylish every time they take a picture. He has a show, Meet the Professionals, and check out AYV TV online as well, YouTube, if you want to check that out. But this man is a uh, TV host, uh, I'm going to say an influencer in business, in entertainment, and you know the best is yet to come for the young man. And we're going to just get in and, you know, talk about what he's doing in Sierra Leone, because as you guys know, as a dual sim, as a JC, you always want to give back. So IB, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, my bro? Yeah, Kellen, uh, I'm fine. Thanks for having me on the show. You're looking sharp. Well, th thank you for coming on. And, and I want to, you know, when you do so many things and you do them in a way, sometimes people say, ah, it was easy for him. You know, of course, it, it, he, he did this. He did that. He did all the right things. He went to school. But there's many people who went to school who are driving a taxi cab, whether they're in Salon, Cameroon or even here in America. Can you tell the people you as a businessman, just how you kind of uh, came up and maybe what made you stand out opposed to those who might did the same thing you did, but, you know, they're not in the position that you're in. What's the, the, the secret formula? Well, um, I think that the formula starts with uh, um, trusting God and believing in God. And that's one which is primary. But um, I come from a very large and extended family. Um, my dad had seven wives and uh, 32 kids. So um, growing up, uh, 
My dad died when I was five. So growing up with our mom, it was it was a, it was so so tough, you know. Sometimes when I get to talk to students, sometimes when I get to mentorship sessions, I tell students that um, it's not easy for for everyone because um, everybody has their own story. I remember growing up, my my mom had to sell everything that was there to sell for us to go to school, myself and my twin brother. And um, the idea is um, you have to know what you want in life. I think in the beginning of our journey, I think I knew what I wanted and uh, I had to stick to it because here back home in Seilun, there there's so much distractions. There's so much struggles here for want to survive. It's like a miracle, you know, so for, for that, I want to thank God for that. But um, growing up, going to school, um, it was a bit tough, like I said. And um, the ability for one to survive here means you have to you have to take the bull by the horn. You have to you have to know what you want and you have to go for it. So I attended school with my twin brother, like I mentioned earlier. We went to school, the Albert Academy. Um, one of the one of the important decisions I ever made in my life is to is to select the course I wanted to study because. When I sat the WAS, which is the West African Senior Secondary School Examination against Leon, which takes you to the university, my twin brother wanted me to, to go study economics or accounting like he because he's very much good in math and accounting. And I was not good at math and accounting. So I told him, I'm not good in math. I'm not good in accounting. So I'm not going to study economics. Neither I want to study accounting. So I made a switch. I went to the Institute of Public Administration and Management, IPAM. So I went to study business administration and I focused on human resources management. Uh, I struggled a bit because I've started attending school with my twin brother right from uh, the, the lowest level since we started life, we started schooling together. But we had to make a decision when we were about to go to university, so we had to switch. And I came to the university. Well, I did my best and graduated as a one of the best students with a first class degree. And um, I was recruited as a research and teaching assistant. Um, fast forward, I had my master's and uh, I was recruited as a lecturer and uh, I just started my PhD. So, so it was a lot, but um, it has to do with the decision I made in order to get to the university and pursue what I had passion to do. Because when I studied human resources management, I had the passion to study, so I didn't find it too difficult for me to survive at the university. So when once I graduated, the university had to retain me because I was to them one of the sharpest students at the time. So I think briefly uh, that's uh, that's the, the basic part of the journey to the university. And um, I started my own show, the new professional show, which I uh, um, like I like I said. It's a show that aims at bringing different professionals to share their journeys um, about how they are able to survive, make it through in life. Because there's one thing that I am aware of, which is um, success leads tracks. And that for one to be successful, it means they may have gone through struggles. So my show aims at um, hearing their stories and sharing it to young people to learn from them. Because... Um, here again, you said people want to learn from mistakes, and there are times I believe that there are not all mistakes that you need to learn from. You can learn from someone else's mistake. So um, that's the, the, the reason for my show. 
so far so good we're, we're kicking it and we're moving it little by little now let's get into you know being young grabbing for you know going up the ladder um so often there's a box that people will try to put you in um i wear my hair long now almost in a rebellion and everything on my outfit from the african wares that i wear to you know this is our company right i'm also a, a sports agent which it says it on the back um i I'm re- I'm I'm totally rebelling for the young people who are coming up who are told you have to look a certain way you have to talk a certain way here in America it's a little different because you have to play a certain dance until you get to the ladder or you get enough money where you can tell people I said no to the Super Bowl as Jay Z says right they need me I don't need them how has how has trying to you know come up the ladder being a young person and being innovative and changing things but having to be in a box like how have you done that dance what's your advice to students who say you know what i want to create a new app but salon may not you know i might get a lot of pushback because maybe i don't have the experience maybe i don't look the or talk the language they want me to talk to go into the the bank and get a loan can you give some, you know, just your own personal experience of how it's been coming up as a young person and being innovative um, and being accepted, if that's, you know, your case? Well, I think um, I'll start with, I'll start with um, the last word you mentioned, being accepted. I think you should not wait for people to accept you as a person. I think the very first part of success is to accept yourself, know yourself, meet yourself, and appreciate yourself. Um, we're all products of our societal beliefs, our education systems. And here back home, you say, you know, from an academic point of view, our educational systems are not bringing the best out of students in order to be creative, in order to be a problem solver. You know, so for me, um, I think one of the things I'd like to tell students is the fact that you need to approach the world as a student. You should see yourself as a continuous learner. And no matter what, start by knowing yourself. I think that's the very first point. Not everybody can be an academic person. Uh, not everybody can be an accountant. Some of us, um, some of us are, are footballers, right? Some of you are, are, are drivers, okay? Some of you are caterers. So for me, it depends. It starts with you knowing, understanding, meeting, and appreciating yourself. You know, let me share with you a brief story. Growing up, my twin brother has the talent of fixing things, like fixing mobile phones, fixing computers. He was just electrifying houses. He was just born like that. You know, growing up, I thought I was a bit stupid because he can do those things and I cannot for one figure out how to do those things. So I start by asking myself, what do I have as a person? Because my twin brother is fixing computers, fixing mobile phones, doing a lot of stuff, and he's been appreciated. And I don't see myself liking what he does. So I start looking innately, what, what is it that I'm good at or that I can sharpen, that I can develop that will make me a better person? So I, I knew that I'm a person that um, likes to impact knowledge, likes to learn and share what I know. So I knew that 
I could be a lawyer or probably I could be an academic staff. So at the university, the lecturers who taught me, I'm so it quickly the moment they start teaching me because I was always there to support my friends or my colleagues in class. I was always there to submit assignments on time, research, etc. So for me, for you to succeed in life starts by knowing yourself. Everybody has a talent. And it's important that you find out or figure out what is it that God has given you. And when once you know that, the next point is for you to be able to develop that talent. After developing that talent, the next thing you do, you have to commercialize it. That is because you have to make money or make ends meet from the talent that you have. If you look at these footballers over the world today, they are now making money out of the skill or the talent that they have. But you need to identify your talent, develop it, and then commercialize it. And, and in that, that commercializing it, you know, the internet is a big thing right now. Um, right. You know, every everybody is on it. It seems everybody has one or two of the these phones. Um, you're dealing with the students. You're seeing the 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 new talent. Are you able to you know effectively let the students know whatever your talent is? You, instead of posting what you did on Friday or Saturday night or whatever festival, highlight your business. I say that because I had somebody who was trained in school who was driving a taxi. I said, why is your taxi not on your Instagram? Ah, you know, we're not business people like that. And so are the students, you, do, do you see the students, your students taking advantage of the internet, not just to show fun, but show how to get funds? Because it's, it's serious, man. We, we all need money. Yeah, for me, I think our students back home, I'll tell you what, they're a bit distracted. I think uh, the social media thing here in Sierra Leone has distracted or is distracting a lot of students. And many a time I tell them that uh, what they post on the internet, for me, it's inappropriate. Because nowadays, because as a human resource management person, now institutions, even when they recruit, they get to check your social media handles. Because it's also important in knowing the type of candidate you are. So normally I tell them, some of you, need to be a bit sober with the way you handle your social media handles, okay? Nobody is saying that you should not post content, but try to see the sober things, try to see the real things, and try to sell that gift that you have on the internet by just clicking or posting what you sell. Here again, there's a problem with people, they are shy to show what they do. Uh, it's something I don't understand. Even when students... Um, do have references, they, 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 they are ashamed to write those references. Um, someone could laugh at me, I am too big of doing this and that. So for me, we're not taking advantage of that. And in other parts of the world, other students are taking advantage of that. So we, we're offering courses. For me, I tell them all the time that you have to make sure that you sell your skill. And now that we have the internet, social media handles, that is the perfect way for you to start small and start selling your products. We have entrepreneurship classes. We have young entrepreneurs that we teach. We tell them, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have WhatsApp. Now we have LinkedIn as well. You could reach out to people. You could share your content, okay? In, uh, over the past um, um, few months, we have Clubhouse. We used to have some sessions there. So I tell them, all those are ways of meeting people. The more you expand your network, 
the more chances of growth that your business has. Definitely, definitely. And I like that you mentioned Clubhouse because one of the, the guests that we had, one of the entertainers, uh, we, we let her um, in Clubhouse and I'd let everybody in. I have you know many invites, but we were there um, near the beginning. And she said, what is this? And I said, this thing is, you know, making deals. People are getting their businesses funded in the millions um, off Clubhouse. And people don't and people don't know. So I'm like, what are you paying attention to? You're college educated. You're all you're a slave queen. You're doing this in Salon. What are you really paying attention to? You might not be able to say this. So I'm going to say it for you as your adopted triplet. Ladies, gentlemen, you Going online, throwing up your middle finger in the club with your tongue out, you look, you don't look presentable to really do business. That doesn't mean anything. You have no money. You have no power. It doesn't mean anything. Your professor might not be able to tell you the way that your cousin can tell you, that your brother can tell you. Sure. Yeah. But but you look like, you know, you really look like trash to me. I'm an old married pa, but even to the young men that we mentor, they're told to look out for women like you because your head isn't right. If you're doing this online, like throwing up a middle finger is something. And in business, you know, we're working um, with uh, Diallo. So the Diallo company, new company in Salon for people who want to get pitch ready, we're working with them. And it's like, we wouldn't want to give you money if that's what all that we see. Can you tell us business-wise, you know, you have a show on TV. People will say, oh, I need to pay money or I can't afford it and whatever. How did you get your show on TV? Let's almost give like a roadmap so anybody who wants to get on TV that they can maybe follow those steps to get their show on TV because it's beautifully done, your show. Right. So, like I mentioned earlier, I think you have to start with uh, the ambition, okay? Start with knowing what you want, you know? Um, I know one thing I know for a fact is that I'm a lecturer at the university, okay? But I think I can do more than just being in the classroom to educate my students. How about those who are not at the, at the corners of the University of Leone? So, I started thinking outside the box, like, how do I impact society with what I have, right? So I started engaging uh, with people that I know. Um, I myself started um, buying things equipment-wise. I started with a camera, just one camera. And now I have three cameras, one video camera with all the lights. It starts with uh, you making those little sacrifices, okay? It starts with that. And uh, after that, I think... um, we need to start discussing and talking to people that uh, can help. Sometimes you may talk to someone who may not help, right? Sometimes you may talk to someone who would understand exactly the point you're coming from and will want to say, you know what, I can't help you, but I want, I want to connect you with this person. So you want to talk to people that can listen to you, understand what you're going through, and want to support you. Sometimes it could not be financial. Right, so sometimes it could be moral advice, sometimes it could be connecting you with someone else. It doesn't mean that you're going to get it right at the first instance, it means you want to start small, you learn, and you go step by step. But the problem here in Sierra Leone or Africa as a whole, we don't want to start small, right? Everybody just wants to start at the top, and trust me, it doesn't look like that. 
You have to start small, you have to fail, and you have to get up and learn from those mistakes and grow as you go along. That's how you do it. I'm still growing with my show. I had mistakes last year, and I'm still trying to improve on those mistakes. So I make my show better. I make my show more engaging and reach more audience. Well, I love how you said um, you have to fail because there's so many great books, great professionals, entrepreneurs who have talked about, you know, the power in failing. And I've heard people, I have a friend in Cameroon um, and other places as well, but they've told me, you know, I can't start because I don't have the right cell phone or I can't start because I don't have the right outfit. And it's like, none of that means anything because people who have made their own path, you look at Mark Cuban, you look at so many other entrepreneurs, they can show up wearing anything. They don't even have to wear a suit. They don't have to comb their hair or anything. They do what they want to do when they want to do it. And it's it, it's because they, they fail many times and they write about them. Now, with your show, um, the expansion, I, I mean, that show could be on any any country. It could be right here in America. I'm talking about it to people saying you need to watch the show before coming to Sierra Leone. You need to binge watch it um, for you. Have you been able to find a way to monetize it? And, you know, what are your your next steps to even expand it to go further? So, yeah, I'm thinking of monetizing the show. But um, like I mentioned earlier, um, that, that's part of the show is um, for educational purposes. Um, um, one of the plans I have, we're publishing the Mid Professionals magazine this year. Okay. Uh, it will capture the, the stories shared on the platform, on the show, right? So the Mid Professionals magazine will be um, published uh, this month and I'll be launching it in March, right? But the, the, the essence of the magazine is to enhance those or help those who have not gone onto the show online, but internet issues or whatnot, they can buy the magazine and read and learn from those who we think, who have been on the show, who have made it. Because I bring academics on the show, I bring entrepreneurs on the show, I bring accountants, whatever profession I bring, because everybody has their own unique story, right? So the, the magazine in itself captures their different stories that least people can learn from them and see how they can move from one point to the other. So the plans this year is to make sure that I monetize the show and to make sure that I have more viewers, people go on the show, um, send more reviews about how to make the show become more better and launch the Big Professionals magazine. And in November and December, we will be organizing um, master classes for entrepreneurs back here in Sierra Leone, which will be a month or three weeks or two weeks, but I'm still trying to restructure it because getting the people on the show is one part, but also helping other people develop their own businesses is another thing I'm, I'm so curious about because I think if we can have entrepreneurship incubators here in Sierra Leone that can teach people the steps, the roadmaps to solving problems, I think, we can have more successful entrepreneurs in the and again create, create more employment opportunities. Well, I told you uh, I'm, I'm going to triple it because that's what, you know, whatever title my is at Diallo uh, Consultancy is, 
that is the mission. Our thing was so many people wanted money for their businesses, but we didn't see people with a business plan. They weren't pitch ready if they had a business plan. You know, it was give us 8,000 to make 13,000 or, or something like that in five years time. And it's like that that's not worth an investment to, you know, uh, a serious investor, um, even at a small level, um, especially for, you know, entertainment, you know, um, you know, this was for a party in a club. But can you talk about, too, because I, w- I want to also for the JCs coming in and everybody coming in says, oh, they see the opportunities, but it's so difficult when everyone is pulling from you to say, you know, I got a quote for $8 million to start a business from an attorney. And I said, I know that's not the price. I have friends here. Why do you want to chop my money so much, <laughs> right? It doesn't cost $8 million to start a business. Um, and I'm one to bring 30 people with me the next time I come, um, or when I, I'm going to come in November with a client and bring his audience. So why, why charge me so much? Because it it, 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 it it gets you where you're like, who do I trust if everybody's trying to overcharge me as a JC? What is a fair price for someone coming into Salon for the first time and they say, look, I want consultancy. I just want to learn if my business can even be done here. Or I need a lawyer. I need an accountant. I need an architect. I need a contractor. What is a starting point? And I want to say starting point because somebody may call you and want 10 times the services and the price is going to then change. That's understandable. But what's a starting point for a consultancy from, you know, meet the professionals? Because you guys will see the links in the description. It's a beautiful website. And, you know, this is one of the services um, you offer. For me, um, we're still trying to um, structure the consultancy part of uh, the new professionals thing. But for me, I think you made mention about everybody wants to get a fair price from the JCs and things. I think that's a problem here. Um, a lot of people who have worked with are not honest. I'll tell you, I'll tell you for a fact. The moment they see you coming from overseas, they think you have all the money. And that um, all they're thinking about is how to get the best out of you without doing exactly what you want them to do. So that's a big problem here. And so if I wanted to advise, um, I'll start with you connecting with people who are who have integrity here. Because there are a few people, of course, that I trust, that I do. I have my own circle, okay? I have my own young people that I go with. Because here, um, the moment you have people who are not um, doing what you expect them to do, it, you're just having a bad name or you're having a very bad feeling about coming back to Sierra Leone, okay? Um, business registration here in Sierra it's not expensive, okay? And um, um, getting the, the documents for me, I think it's free. It's free because I did register one of my companies. It's free. But for you to have a lawyer to do some documents for you or you have to do some registration from NASIT, from the Registrar General's office, you need someone that can take you through it. So what I did was, there's one guy in Sierra who normally registers businesses for people. I think he, he takes about 200 bucks around that to register a, a whole company for you with you having all your documents, all the documents. So for me, I think you need to connect with the right people first. When you want to start a business, you do a proper research. Connect with the right people that can advise you um, 
give you the best advice to start up a business. If I yesterday I was part of a meeting yesterday, one of my friends based in the UK wanted to start a business here in Sierra They wanted to take over some business here in Sierra So I we discussed a lot and I told him about the pros and cons about um taking over, leaving UK to here. We we discussed a lot. And at the end of the day, he was he was very appreciative of the fact that I was able to explain to him the things that he needs to know, not the things that he needs to hear. So that's the problem here when you have people around you, they just tell you the things that you want to hear, not the things that you really need to know. And that's the problem. And, and, and I want to make this clear for folks in the U.S. Say, well, then how do we find the right people? Well, again, we just gave you two companies, Meet the Professionals um, and, and Diallo, and you can ask questions and you can reach out, um, you know, especially to meettheprofessionalssl.com because he's right there on the ground. I mean, I have a, a small team and it's growing as well, but he's right here in front of you. So you reach out and you you see if your spirits align because there's also JCs who come over to Africa, period. And they say, oh, well, I should be treated like I'm some celebrity or some king and my dollars go far and, you know, I can treat people however I want. And that's, that's, you know, that's a big problem for me. Um, what do you see the mistakes? Oh, this is a, this is this one right here. What mistakes do you see JCs, no matter what color they are, where they're coming from, make when they come to Sierra Leone? What's the biggest mistake? Before you answer that, I say it's everybody trying to get into diamonds and gold who don't know anything about diamonds and gold. That's that's my thing. It just irks me because I'm like, you know, no, you, you work at a, as a plumber and, and where you work and now you want to get into the diamonds and gold. Who are you? King Tut? <laughs> but what, what mistakes do you see, you know, people make? I think one of the first mistakes I think um, JCs, like you mentioned, made when they come here, is that they fail to understand that this is a different dispensation. Okay? And uh, that there are not enough systems here to track progress, to track whatever you're doing. And that uh, if you want to go into a business, you need to understand where you are heading. It's important. Because I cannot just so I want to start a water taxi business when I have no idea about how water taxis operate, right? And that here in Sierra Leone, because we do not have systems, you have people who do not want things to work. So you have to be concerned about that because there are times we have banking problems. There are times you want to go get some cash. There could have maybe some internet challenges. You want to log on to the internet. There could be internet challenges. You there's something wrong, there's something again that's affecting businesses here, which is predictability. Trust me, you cannot predict anything to say because there, there are so much things that are not going in the right direction, okay? From registration to getting um, um, your supply chain management system working effectively to getting your operation system working. So there's so much disjoint elements that affect businesses. So the problem just is make they think the systems they have in Europe or Asia or America, the system they have there is the systems we have there here. No, they're different, even though we're trying, but they're different. So what you need to know is to understand first what obtains here. And when you know what obtains here, then you start navigating your way through. But don't think 
that we have all the systems here. No, we do not have the systems here. In fact, in terms of development, we're, we're creeping as compared to other nations that are moving forward. We're creeping. So you have to know those things and understand them and accept them. Then you start knowing that, yes, this is the route I want to take. This is how we're going with it. I love it. I love it. Because, you know, um, we were found some land, um, many plots, and JCs were saying, oh, we want to we wanna get that. And I said, you don't buy African land just because you think it looks good, because if you're not ready to develop on it, somebody might start developing on it, you know, if you take too long. Yeah, and you yeah sure, sure. You, 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 you might just have someone, the one who sold it to you, sell it now to someone else, and then they'll be just fighting all over the place. It's happened to a lot. It happens here. Yeah, so so you have to have the go through the proper steps, and and again, like you said, trust the system, but don't also try to buy all this land just so you think in twenty years you're going to be able to put some you know sticks on it, and no right. one's going to use it. What with with your success and the best is yet to come. You know, we're we're all still young men compared to our our fathers and some of our grandfathers still in the positions at the top, right? And and, and yeah. still holding on to yeah, uh, their, yeah. their last bit of fame um, and glory. What does a community give back? And I know you have many and you've mentioned um, what you're, you know, a community give back you're doing now or that you would like to do in the future? Well, um, like I mentioned earlier, I want to expand me professionals. For me, I think uh, it will develop into uh, a school of professional ethics or a school of um, young professionals. That's the idea, that's a long-term plan. So have a school that teaches professionalism at its highest core, because that's another problem here we have in Seyo. There's so much problem with, with ethics. There's so much problem with morals. There are so much problems with integrity. Most importantly, there's so much problem with being professional and remaining professional. So for me, that's a long-term plan to, to to have that in mind, have a school that teaches that and have young people because the, the, the growth of CLU rests on our shoulders. No matter what, I tell students all the time that the leaders we have today, 20, 30 years ago, they were like us, right? And because they, they lack the, 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 the mindset to be able to, to remain focused on what they have, it's affected them that now they're in mainstream politics, they cannot give their all. Sometimes I tell them, our leaders, sometimes we blame them, but trust me, they lack the know-how right from the youthful age. And all they saw was being into politics will give them all what they wanted. And now they're in politics, they're getting the wrong decisions, making the wrong policies, and it's affecting the nation. So we want to start a revolution of having young people to have the right mindset at this point, at this stage, the youthful stage, so when they go into the point of going for mainstream politics, at least they can start making the right decisions and changes in the narrative of saying. And and you know, with politics, everybody around the world complains about politicians, but the people, you know, supposedly elect these politicians. Um, politicians don't 
impact our day-to-day or stop us from doing certain things. They do get in the way when the tax is high to start something, um, but there's ways around that others have done it. I think sometimes it's people's default just to blame the politicians. And of course, it's always the president, whether it's in Sierra Leone or America. Oh, I'm going to blame the president for something, but the president did not impact you on where you decided to put your money, where, how many Guinness you decided to buy, what car you decided to buy instead of yeah. paying your, your rent. You know, don't, don't blame the politicians for your, your personal. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. For me, um, I, I want to, I want to defy a bit because there's one thing that I believe in. Um, it's a quote from John Maxwell. He said, everything rises and falls on leadership, right? Here back home in Sierra Leone, trust me, everything has been politicized. Even private sector development has been politicized. And when things like that happens in a country of such, anything you want to put your hands into will be affected. Okay? Um, um, we, we talk about, uh, we, we do a lot of um, discussions around entrepreneurship here in Sierra Leone. Even access to finance here is a problem. Even access to finance. And even if you have access to finance, the, the interests are skyrocketing like that. That's where the role of the government comes in. What policies are set? What opportunities do they provide for people to do their businesses who don't want to be in politics but want to thrive? That's where they come in. What, what system? Sorry, sorry, I just went off the internet, like I mentioned. So you see, these are challenges, like I was explaining, as an entrepreneur, you're faced with these problems, you know, and, 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 and the, the, the internet service providers are regulated by government ministries, departments, and agencies, right? So these are some of the challenges. So, mm. so the, you have to create an urban environment for one to, to thrive because, you know, the private sector are doing a lot, but they also need the government to support them in attracting them to come in. But if um, as, a, as a private investment firm, I have, to, I have to give tips to whatever door I knock into, I have to pay so much higher taxes, I, I would rather go to another country, right? So the government needs to also attract foreign direct investments in order to help local entrepreneurs to also grow. So the government also is important when it comes to um, 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 entrepreneurial development and the landscape as a whole. Definitely, definitely is important, needed. And with that, you know, I always think we're, we're, we're building in Cameroon right now, or I should say rebuilding something, and solar and a water bore hole is, is, is necessito. We put it in, right? It, it, it has to be there because we don't want government cutting off water when we're um, enjoying. Um, right. For Sierra Leone, it, and I, I really want to see is solar and collecting your own water, you know, th- that's all throughout Africa. But crypto, I, I'm shocked that crypto isn't bigger amongst everyone because Africa does more mobile money than than anyone. But when I was in Freetown, people were like crypto. Only one Lebanese man said he would accept crypto. <laughs> you know, he was a grandfather, too. Um, do, do, do you know why? Uh, the crypto hasn't, you know, impacted uh, Sierra Leone yet, or maybe it has, but it's in small pockets of people. Well, um, I think it's it's so so slow here. But not everybody knows about cryptocurrency stuff, <laughs> like you mentioned earlier. 
I think here again he's saying our growth is too slow. Okay? We're slow with accepting these new things. Again, accepting crypto means we should have gotten to a point where his development is a bit stable, right? And when you look at, we're still struggling to stabilize our economic growth. For those things to be accepted here and work here, it's it, 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 it troubles here. Look at internet banking, online banking. Even though it's common everywhere, but here in Sierra Leone, we still go to the banks, we still go to queue, we still pay with cash. And, and, and like I mentioned, the, the ability to accept these new novelties, um, a cashless society, um, online payments, this crypto stuff, it's slow here. The predominant ones that we use here probably will be the orange money and the African money. But again, people are too traditional here. And it takes time for them to accept those things. Because, you know, if our people don't have money, how do they invest in cryptocurrency? Difficult. How many people do have accounts? I have, I see no reason to have an account if I don't have money. I don't have where to, to have money. So why do I need an account? So, so you see, people don't have money. Why would they want to invest in crypto? So a lot of these things get in the way. So crypto here is a bit slow and people are not yet aware of how important it is to growth and develop. Okay. Well, and I'll tell you, um, yeah, cause I was telling someone, but this advice, you guys, I, I have to put it, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. The, the, the purpose of crypto, even before Bitcoin, um, was to be able to buy things online that you might not have had money for, but you might've mined for it. You might've earned it. Now that can take a lot of energy and, you know, internet, depending on where you are, but some of you find free internet everywhere you go. And I'll let your imagination run wild on how you do that. But, you know, crypto, it, it, they used to say it was for the criminals. Now everybody wants to be in the <laughs> criminal class. <laughs> right, right. I, you know, I say let the criminals have their fun and funds and you stay, you know, using what, what whatever you were using before. But I, I like the expansion and, you know, with because crypto isn't a get rich quick, but it was an alternative for some who were broke in college who didn't have the money. Um, giving you my testimony because I can taste the money as right. um, the song goes. I appreciate you giving the game. I want to take this offline where I tell you guys sometimes the best conversations happen, but I, I want you to look in the links in the description. I want you to, you know, connect with IB. I'm going to call him the professor because I really like how he's put his stuff together. Um, you'll see his links to be able to connect and make sure when you want to connect, you have a purpose and you have some money in your pocket because this is not free. This wisdom that he has, this knowledge, it takes to get you know this. It, it cost him money to get this information. And um, it, it's only right that consultants get paid. I'm, uh, as a consultant, I take it it's, it's, it's an insult when people come and just want to <laughs> right. pick your brain. I just want to pick your brain and they have nothing to offer. But -uh, we rebuked that. <laughs> but I thank you for coming on. Any last word that you want to give the people? Well, um, um, firstly, I'd like to thank you, um, um, Kellen, for reaching out. Um, even though it, it was a short notice, but uh, I appreciate it because... Uh, um, like um, for what I believe in, it's like um, each one teach one, each one reach one, and, and, and each one love one. And I think uh, that's important. Um, I'm very much humble and grateful 
to have met you and I'm sure we're going to take a conversation outside this. And um, for people who viewing the show, it's a great show because I logged on the internet to your website. I also reached out and I, say, I saw a couple of interviews. So um, I also want to commend your work because um, what we're doing, uh, we're not getting paid for it, right? We're doing it to, to educate people, to, to expand knowledge, to help others grow. And I think um, I, I want to thank you for that. And for people um, viewing the show, watching the show, it's a great show. Keep watching, of course, meet professionals. Like they mentioned, the, the, the links are there. Or you can also reach me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, just search for IBKB. I'm sure Kellen will just put that up for you guys. And you can reach out, we can connect, and we can, we can share ideas. Because sometimes for me, I'm not too concerned about the money thing. I know it will come one day. And uh, um, I'm more concerned with uh, connecting with people, share ideas, and grow together. So I think those uh, will be my last words for now, Helen. Helen, sorry. All right. Well, I, th- I thank you. You guys have been blessed by the game. If you do nothing else, share this with somebody. It will change their life. Be Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.